All right, well, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Rooted Project podcast. It's me, Sai. I'm here on a beautiful snow day. It has been snowing a lot more than I expected it to, but it looks really, really nice. So I guess that's cool. We we have a lot of snow. Uh, this is actually a fun fact for all you NEPA people. Uh, as somebody who did not grow up in northeast Pennsylvania, but instead grew up on the eastern shore of Maryland, this may or may not be the most snow I've ever seen at one time in my entire life, which makes a lot of people disappointed in me, but it's, well, it's not really my fault, so there's not much I can do about it, but I'm all bundled up, got the hoodie on, got my nice hot coffee, well, it's a little lukewarm now, but lukewarm, but still good, Pete's French roast, you know how it is, Pete's coffee, uh, let's see, oh, the hat on, because it's a snow day, and snow days mean that your hair gets to be messy without being judged, oh, and last but last, last and not least, I am holding my microphone because the mic stand is in the bedroom and the baby's in the bedroom and uh waking up the baby is not allowed in this household because then that's not happy so hope you are all having a wonderful snow day or whatever you're doing today when you watch this uh, i'm excited to continue our little study in first thessalonians we're gonna be looking at uh chapter 4 11 through uh 13, 11 through 13, just a few short verses. We are in the do section of 1 Thessalonians. So like we've talked about the a lot of times, the first half of 1 Thessalonians um, deals a lot with the done and, and uh, Paul's ministry. Paul's kind of going over their ministry and explaining how it was good and um, kind of giving them hope and, and giving them assurance that he didn't lie to them. Um, and he based his ministry off of God's word and off of Jesus. And then we get into our do section. And actually, the first two do's we did not do podcasts on because I instead uploaded the whole sermon onto YouTube where you guys can watch these podcasts as well. Instead of making a podcast separately about them, I decided to just upload the video. I'll probably keep doing that in the future, um, but we'll see. I thought that would be an interesting way to kind of split up the teaching stuff. So we are in chapter four. We're going to start in verse 11. Um, this is, again, right in the middle of the do's. Next week, this coming Sunday, we're going to be talking about the rapture in uh, verses 13 through 18. So we're right between some teaching, some do's, and then some more teaching with a, with a big what you're supposed to do at the end of chapter 4 at verse 18. So we're going to read verses 11 through 14 and just talk about them for a little bit. Starting in verse, sorry, not 11 through 14. I misspoke. 9 through 11. Uh, it says, But as touching brotherly love, ye need not that I write unto you. For ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. And indeed ye do it to, uh, toward all the brethren which are in all Macedonia. But we beseech you, brethren, that ye increase more and more. And that ye study to be quiet, to do your own business, and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. That ye may walk honestly toward them that are without, and that ye may have lack of nothing. I don't know if I said we're going to do 9 through 11, but we read 9 through 12, because that's what the actual passage is that we were supposed to be reading. So we noticed a, lot, a couple things about brotherly love, and this is actually the second time in this do section that Paul has mentioned brotherly love. The first one was at the end of chapter 3, verses 11 through 13, So, um, and that one was uh, not so much brotherly love. That one was just talking about love to people in general. Uh, verse 12 is the one specifically, and the Lord make you to increase and abound in love 
uh, one toward another and toward all men, even as do we do towards you. So that was talking about um, an increasing love towards all men, not just your brothers. And brothers here is, is not speaking about just other dudes. Um, it's speaking about um, your relatives in Christ, brothers and sisters in Christ. The other Christians specifically here um, for the Thessalonians, uh, the Thessalonians would be the other people in their church. Um, so this is the second time he mentions love. So obviously love is an important thing and also love is something that we actively do. Um, so he starts off by saying, but as, but as touching brotherly love, you need not that I write unto you. So he's, as he's expressed before, um, they are abounding in love and they do have brotherly love. Um, but not only that, he's saying that you yourselves are taught of God how to love. He says that at the end of verse 9. And when it comes to um, our whole concept of, of do versus done and something we've talked about a lot of, I mean, of done before do, um, and something we've talked a lot when it comes to what our spiritual lives, what we're doing, we're always being taught of God for what we're supposed to do. Or we're always working out of the gospel. Because a lot of times I tend to get that mix, mixed up and it's, well, I'm supposed to do this, so I'm just going to try really hard and, and go do this. When in fact, the pattern that we see is God's love is what's teaching us to do, in this case, love. Um, or God's grace or God's Holy Spirit is what's um, regenerating us and making us better instead of just us working ourselves. And one thing that we really need to focus on, and, and it's been a key to all these passages, whether that's sexual purity or even brotherly love, I mean, talking about love at the end of chapter three, the key is being taught of God and God being the one that leads you to doing what's right. So he says that they were taught of God to love one another. And then moving on to verse 10, it says, and indeed you do it toward all the brethren which are in Macedonia. Macedonia is the Greek, uh, Greco-Roman area that the Thessalonians were in. We've discussed that um, when we were in Acts 17, at the beginning of this study in 1 Thessalonians. So we see that um, they weren't just doing brotherly love to themselves, but instead they were reaching out into the greater church, into their other brothers and sister Christ, brothers and sisters in Christ in their area, and they were showing brotherly love to them as well. And I think that's I think that's interesting because a lot of times we all get stuck in our little local churches and we forget that there's also a, a bigger universal church and um, there are other Christians out there who are still our brothers and sisters in Christ. And so that I mean that's a big rebuke to me because it's very easy to just get stuck in just us and kind of forget about other people. And so these th these Thessalonian believers were showing brotherly love to each other. They were um, showing brotherly love to one another and to the people in their general area. And then they were also reaching out into all of Macedonia to show brotherly love. But then at the end of at the end of verse ten, here's I have this underlined in orange in my Bible because I am a Bible colorer, colorer, and orange is a dew or it's wisdom and stuff like that. Um, so this is, but we beseech you, brethren, that ye increase more and more. So even though the Thessalonians are showing love, showing brotherly love to the people in their church and showing brotherly love to the other Christians in Macedonia, Paul says you should do it more, and you should be increasing more. And that is kind of the story of our Christian life when it comes to um, our sanctification, when it comes to basically everything we can do in our life out of God's grace. It's a process. And we're going to be continually working harder and harder and um, living out of God's grace and living out of the gospel more and more to be able to do more and more for God's glory and be able to show people more and more love. So it's important that we recognize that our walk, we're never going to get, we're never going to be perfect here on earth. And actually, as we're going to talk about next week in the rapture, we're only going to be perfect when the, when either we die and we're only going to be perfect at the rapture, when our bodies are glorified 
but I don't want to get ahead of myself. As you can tell, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, so we're never going to be perfect, but we're always going to be increasing and we always need to be striving to increase more and more in this case in our brotherly love. And then going to the next verse, it kind of changed, it feels like it changed subjects. Um, if you don't view this as a whole context, it kind of feels like Paul is just saying, okay, forget about the love. Now you're going to study to be quiet. You're going to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. And yes, all of those things are good, but we have to recognize what light they're shed in, if that makes sense, what the context is of these verses. The context is still talking about brotherly love. So when we're studying to be quiet, when you're doing your own business, when you're working with your own hands, then you are showing brotherly love to your um, brothers, to your brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, so the first thing it talks, the first phrase is study to be quiet. Um, I asked when we're going with this on, on, Wow, however many weeks. That was probably almost a month ago at this point. But this idea of studying to be quiet has to do with, instead of just talkativeness, it has to do with restfulness or, or peace. Uh, when we see quiet, automatically we think, well, just stop talking. And Adam, if you're watching, I mean, we still want you to be quiet, so it's okay. That's, that's fine. Um, but no, it's actually talking about um, restfulness or, or having peace. And so we have to think, how... Does having peace show brotherly love to our fellow Christians? Um, and we see a couple uh, in, co in different commentaries and stuff. It, they give different examples, and but really the the, the best way that it, that it shows um, peace to those around us is because then we can give peace. I mean, it shows brotherly love to those around us because then we can kind of give peace to other people. If you're not living a peaceful life, if you don't know the peace of God, if you are not resting in who he is and instead you have anxiety then automatically you're going to be raising the anxiety in other people or you're going to not be able to help them when they are in times of need and so that's kind of the idea we see there of why studying to be quiet um, and being peaceable can actually be an act of brotherly love instead of just being beneficial for yourself which of course being peaceful would be beneficial for yourself another thing i think is interesting about study to be quiet is that you actually have to work to be peaceable a lot of times we think about being restful and, and being peaceful and you, you just drop everything, go on vacation, go to the beach, sit in the sand to listen to the waves and, and just kind of relax and forget everything else and not care about anybody else. But actually, you actually have to study to be quiet. You have to know who God is. You have to know who the God of peace is so that you can have peace and, and rest in your life so that you can then give that rest and peace to someone else as an act of brotherly love. It's not showing brotherly love to just drop everything and drop everybody else just so you can go find peace for yourself. It's nice, and I do think that we need to do that every once in a while, but that's not necessarily showing brotherly love, which is the context of this passage. So we need to be studied. We need to study to be quiet, study to be restful. Then it says to do your own business. Um, this has the idea of minding your own business, and I think that's something that is pretty self-explanatory, but also at the same time, something we don't do a whole lot of, uh, myself included. It's very easy whenever anything happens to um, reach out and start talking and spreading things. And that does not show brotherly love. So I also think that this is, it's interesting that it's in the positive. So instead of just saying, don't gossip, he instead says, mind your own business or do your own business. Um, so we need to be actively minding our own business. And I don't think that doesn't mean that we can't help other people. That doesn't mean we can't know of other situations. But instead, I, I think it's actively caring about ourselves not caring about ourselves, but acting, actively minding your own business instead of actively searching out all of these other problems and actively searching out all of this gossip. Instead of doing that, you're simply 
minding your own business. And then the last uh, phrase, the last, uh, the third phrase we have here in verse 11 is, and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. So working with your own hands, this is something that Paul and uh, Paul has shown in his ministry. And it actually does just have the idea of doing your own work and of being um, consistent and being reliable. Um, it, it's Paul says, uh, I can't, I cannot remember what verse it was specifically, but he mentioned that he did not want to be chargeable into them. I think it was in chapter two. Ah, uh, yes. In chapter two, verse nine, it says, for ye remember brethren, our labor and travail for laboring day and night, because we would not be chargeable unto any of you. We preach unto you the gospel of God. And that's referencing the fact that he was actually bivocational and by, by, and he wasn't actually bivocational. He was one vocational vocational and then he preached on the side um because he i don't if i understand right he didn't make money off of preaching so you can't have two jobs if only one of the jobs pays you anyway that's semantics so paul is saying here like um, first off he gave the example because he worked for worked himself to be able to support himself in ministry and so he's saying something similar um you need to uh, work with your own hands so you can not be a burden uh, uh, for others and by not being a burden on others then you are showing brotherly love. And there's the baby. So I'm going to have to pause. All right. Well, we have a guest for us for the rest of the, for the rest of this episode, which isn't much longer. Um, we got Frankie here. Say hi. That works too. He didn't want to say hi. Um, so anyway, we were talking about working with your hands. Working with your hands allows you to... Um, be able to support yourself and not be a burden on others, which ultimately shows brotherly love, since that is still um, the context with which we are in in this passage. Moving on to chapter uh, to verse twelve. Obviously, we're trying to keep things a little short. Hey, you're looking cute, Bubba. Um, verse twelve it says, kind of he kind of gives a purpose statement for all of showing brotherly love. Showing brotherly love is not just for the point of being kind to other Christians or just for the point of loving your brother. But in verse 12, he says, That ye may walk honestly toward them that are without, and that ye may have lack of nothing. So he kind of gives two purposes. First, the point of brotherly love is to be a good witness. So brotherly love witnesses. And that's kind of what we see as the culmination of verses 9 through 12 is the fact that our brotherly love is a witness to the world around us. Because when we have inviting around Christians, when we have um, all of these things that we argue about as Christians and, and we gossip and um, we're frantic and scared and anxiety filled. And when we won't work and we're depending on others and being a burden, that's not a good witness. Why, why would an unsafe person who's already a part of those things or has dealt with those things want to then become a Christian when the life isn't any different. So our brotherly love is a witness to the world around us that we have a change in our lives and um, that we have people that we love and care about and that God taught us that love. And then he says at the end, kind of uh, almost feels like a throwaway line, but I do think it's important that you may have lack of nothing. I mean, just practically um, walking in brotherly love, wa- working with your own hands, specifically as the verse right before this for the context, um, you're not going to have a lack of anything, but instead you're going to have everything you need to be able to show brotherly love, to be able to give to other people, to be able to be a witness to the world around you. 
And so that's really kind of the main the main push of this passage. Paul is saying, hey, do what's right. Um, love, show love because God's taught you. You already are, but you need to show more love. He gives some specific ways that he can sh- that they can show love, which is by um, studying to be quiet or being peaceful and restful and giving that rest to other people, um, by doing their own business, minding their own business, not um, being obnoxious and gossipy and getting out of the people's business, but instead minding their own business. And then working with their own hands um, so that they can not have need um, after Paul's example and be able to give that profit to other people. All of this so that they can walk honestly to those who are without, so they can walk honestly to people who are not Christians and be, have a better opportunity for creating redemptive relationships and being able to witness and um, just walking honestly to the world around them. So I hope the study, this study in First Thessalonians, uh, these four verses have been helpful to you. I know they were helpful to me because a lot of times we think, oh, I need to love people, but we don't really know how to love people. So it's great that Paul kind of laid these out for us. And uh, yes, uh, any, if you have any questions or anything you want to talk about, feel free to, you can comment on this video or reach out through Instagram or whatever you want. And uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye. Say bye, Frankie. Say bye. Say bye. You want to say bye? Can you smile? Can you smile? Okay. Bye.